Welcome to this series of Scam Special Program. Today we're going to talk about advanced fee scams, also known as 419 scams. My name is David Demptus and I created the Fight Back Online service on the internet and the Fight Back Ninja blog and character who appears on my radio shows on Brooklyn's Radio, warning people about latest scams. Now, scammers and scams are sadly very common on the internet, in emails, text messages and phone calls to businesses and to all of us. With help of the Fightback Ninja and some friends, we're going to explain the most common advance fee scams and help you to stay safe online. We will cover the illegal treasure scam, the kind helper scam story, the Christian donation scam, variations on 419 scams, the United Nations police scam, how these scams began, including an example story from the Times newspaper more than 100 years ago, the psychology of scammers and why we can be scammed, and a truly outrageous and very funny scam story about an astronaut. If you need further information, do contact me at the radio station or on the internet, fightbackonline.org or via the Fightback Ninja blog. Contact details at the end of the program. Let's get started. The basis of the advance fee scam is that you offered something very valuable, a treasure of some kind, cash, diamonds and inheritance, gold bars, a share in something long lost. It could be anything really that attracts the attention and potentially awakens desire for wealth in people. Now the scammers make it sound really simple to get that treasure, but when you pursue it, unexpected small costs keep turning up. Maybe administrative hurdles, certificates needed, export licenses required, legal fees to pay and so on. The recipient pays a small amount, then another problem turns up and has to pay again and again and so on, until the victim realises it's just a con and there is no treasure. That's why these are called advance fee scams, because the victim keeps on paying advance fees, hoping to get to the non-existent treasure. Now these scams may sound really obvious, and many of them are, but the idea of getting some life-changing wealth draws a lot of people into the trap, and some of the scammers are very skilled about this, using latest marketing techniques and their experience of what works to catch people. So here's a simple one to start with. The illegal treasure scam with a greed trap. The message says... My name is Li Kun Cho. I work for the Ministry of Housing and National Heritage Bureau in Shandong province of China. I have a business proposal for you that will benefit both of us immensely. Before I reveal any sensitive information, it's important I state categorically that this is a privileged information which I am about to divulge and I ask that you treat it with discretion and confidentiality. Now, last year, my colleagues and I purchased a rundown block of apartments and renovated it, and it's now worth £15 million more than we paid for it. But the problem is that as government officials, we are not allowed to acquire such properties, and hence the sale needs to go through a third party overseas. We have chosen you to help us with this deal, and we will pay you 30% of the profit for your help. This deal needs to be done quickly, and there is no risk. It's safe because we have all the relevant legal documents and permissions, and this will not cost you anything at all. Now, the message is quite long and it is designed to make the victim feel that they can get huge wealth for little effort. The addition of something a little underhand, helping people to treat their government of tax, adds some excitement to the process. The basis, though, is greed, the temptation to get something for nothing, which all of the advance fee scams are based upon. Now, the scammer is trying to create a semi-plausible reason why the money is available, but also to find people who are greedy enough to set aside their morals. These people are often easier to scam and will self-select based on the story, i.e. if your morals are not negotiable, then you will be put off by the story. Now, clearly this is a ridiculous scam, but greed does get the better of a lot of people and they reply to the message with their personal details and in time hand over their bank details. The scam progresses and they find themselves out of pocket with nothing to show at the end but annoyance at their own gullibility. You really don't get something for nothing. Now over to Suzanne. Hello, my name is Suzanne and I'm going to tell you about one 419 scam using the name Marina Luda, which is made up, of course. She does not exist. Good day, ma'am. My name is Mrs. Marina Luda, and I am a U.S. citizen of 48, 
and I live in Silver Springs in Florida. I'm a very honest woman, and I have a terrible story to tell you, and I know that you will trust what I say. My advice can be a big help to you, and I know that you need help, and I can guide you on how to succeed and safely get the money that you are owed. I was robbed of $58,500 by Nigerian criminals, and I tried everything to get my money back. The police couldn't help me, and the FBI couldn't help me, and I tried everyone I could. The FBI did tell me I could speak to Barrister James Leo, as they know he is a good man. Barrister James Leo did help me, and I have my money back now. He also got a huge compensation for me, and I know he can help you too. I contacted you because your name is on the compensation list, and you can get $5.5 million in compensation as I did. I urge you to abandon trying other people and go to Barrister James Leo instead. Do contact Barrister James immediately on this number. Good luck, Mrs. Marina Luda. So, this is a typical 419 scam. A message from someone you've never heard of, who doesn't even know your name, is offering you a treasure of some kind, millions of dollars in cash in this case. You can tell the story is entirely fictitious, as is Mrs. Luda. The sender is most likely a Nigerian man who spends his life carrying out these scams and may even feel proud of what he does. We have a different opinion on someone who cons vulnerable people for a living. If the scammer sends out this email to millions of people, then some of those recipients will have fallen for a 419 scam in the past and may possibly think this is a genuine email and a chance to get their money back. But of course, there is no compensation payment. And anyone who believes they will get $5.5 million in compensation for having lost a small amount is perhaps sadly a little too gullible. There is no point replying to these people, as you will simply be confirming that you are a potential victim for them, and nothing you say can convince them otherwise. That is a typical 419 scam message. Thank you, Suzanne. Now, the Christian donation 419 scam. This is a classic 419 scam wrapped up as a Christian donation to charity. The email claims to be from a Portuguese man named Ronald Davidson and tells a story of how he was very successful in business but was a horribly selfish person who has now found Jesus and wants to change his ways. Plus, he has an incurable disease. Tough luck with that. But he has $9.5 million to give away and needs your help to do so. Yeah, right. Why can't his family deal with this? Ah, because he can't trust them to disperse the fortune because he has tried and they cheated him. Okay, can he video link so I can at least see him? No, his illness is so severe he can only be contacted by email. Now these kinds of excuses are normal because contact by Skype for example would show that he's probably a young Nigerian man, not an old Portuguese man, dying from an incurable disease. He wants 40% of the money to be donated to the recent earthquake stroke hurricane stroke catastrophe. Usually there's something that's just happened and 40% to a random charity, and you get 20% for your troubles. 20% would be $1.9 million. That would be a good payment for so little effort. But of course, there is no fortune, just a scammer intent on stealing from anyone gullible enough to reply to the emails. Sadly, some people do. That's the Christian donation 419 scam. Now over to Graham. Conning people from around the world to send them money is big industry in Nigeria. They promise a very large sum of money and inheritance money locked up by government, a donation or some other variant of the idea. 
They send out millions of spam emails promising a fortune, and people are sucked into the scam and end up sending money to Nigeria. A fee for processing the fortune, or a release fee to the police, etc. The victim pays and pays until they eventually realise they won't ever see the fortune, which of course doesn't exist. Not always from Nigeria, of course, it's just that many are Nigerian and some who aren't also pretend to be Nigerian, which is very strange, but they seem to want to be part of that club. But you might ask, surely people know of these scams and can't be taken in anymore? Yes, they can. The scammers change their message enough and send it out to more millions of people and the scam continues. The story may be about the daughter of a deceased Nigerian general needing help moving millions of dollars out of the country or from a dormant bank account or about getting diamonds or gold out of the country or an inheritance or retrieving money intended to go to charity and so on. Some scams claim to be from the National Association of Unclaimed Property Administrators, that's the NAUPA, which is a real organisation, but it doesn't make payments to anyone. One extreme variation is the Hitman Con. The message claims to be from the target of an assassin and seeks money to pay the assassin for the name of the person who contracted the hit, and in a complicated story there's a massive reward further down the line. Now that's a strange one, and you can see it would be disturbing to receive such a message, even it is obviously fake. And there are many variations, but they all have one thing in common, a big financial reward offered with only a little help required. Don't be fooled by these messages. Thank you, Graham. The United Nations Police Advance Fee Scam. One latest variant claims to be from the United Nations Police, but the message is actually from a Gmail email account, which is an obvious sign that it's fake, because anything genuinely from the United Nations would be from their domain name, UN.org. The message says, We hereby inform you that the Scotland Yard Police, Interpol, Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission of Nigeria, and all the African crime fight leaders have come together to stop scam and internet fraud in Nigeria and all around West Africa. We have recovered more than $2.6 billion from the people who we have behind bars. Now, the London Metropolitan Police do not call themselves Scotland Yard Police, but that name still persists in some communities. There really are assorted police actions in progress in Nigeria to stop scammers because they are an embarrassment for the government, but this one is just simply made up. The email then gives a long list of scammers' names and scam company names and says these are behind the non-release of your funds. The names are invented, not actual scammers' names, of course, or maybe there's some people that the scammers really don't like. The message has lots and lots of meaningless details and the statement that there is $3 million waiting for you to collect. You just need to supply your details to Dr. Richard Kelly, contact details given and pay the $350 processing charge to release your funds. Now it is quite rare for a scam message to actually specify a charge up front. Normally the scammers hide that until the recipient has shown interest. But you can see this is just another 419 scam using the twist of supposed law enforcement and the story that you are owed millions of dollars in compensation. Almost all recipients of the message will never have been conned into a 419 scam, but some will still reply in hope of getting the non-existent $3 million. Of those who've already been conned by these scammers, you would hope that they would recognise this as a new scam, but unfortunately some will reply in hope of getting their money back. This is just a creative way to get around the bad press that Nigerian 419 scams are getting. It is just a scam. There is no compensation. Now over to Graham to learn how these scams started. How did 419 scams begin? I'm Graham and I'm going to tell you about how these advance fee scams began. No one knows for sure when the first such scam was perpetrated, but certainly there were written accounts of such scams going back to the 18th century. 
Probably the first commonly recorded such scams were known as the Spanish prisoner scam, which then became the Nigerian prince scam, and then the modern-day advance fee scam, or 419 scam. So what was the Spanish prisoner scam? Now here's a genuine scam letter printed in the Times newspaper around 1890. Dear Sir, Notwithstanding having not the pleasure of being acquainted with you, I take the liberty of writing you this letter in order to trust you with a secret that I have never thought to be obliged to entrust nobody with. But the sufferings that I am enduring in this prison, and my love for a young daughter of sixteen years old, who is in the actuality in college in Bajos, to make you my revelation in the hope that you will be good enough to help me recover a sum of 840,000 pesetas in gold money and French banknotes that I was one day constrained to hide in the neighbourhood of your locality. I was a captain of cavalry and cash keeper of my regiment when I took part in an insurrection in which I was seriously exposed and obliged to take shelter in foring to carrying away 840,000 pesetas giving me the charge of purchasing in foreign the necessary armament for to help in the revolution. I went to England, where I was informed that the Spanish government had asked for my extradition. Fearing then for my freedom, I put my money in safety, and as I dared not deposit it in a bank, on account of my situation of emigrant, I took the resolution to bury it, what I did with all the care in order. As soon as the oculation was made, I met with an old peasant, whom I had asked of an honest person of your country, and he gave me your name. Then, willing not to leave my young daughter into the hands of the enemies, I returned to Spain, with design to take her off from the college and conduct her foreign with me. But alas, in arriving in Spain, I was recognised, arrested, and put into the hand of the military authorities, which court-martialed had condemned me at fifteen years of confinement into Castle Fort, where very soon I shall conduct, obliged to leave my dear daughter alone and without resources. I will reward your troubles with the third portion of the money hidden if you consent to me, help me to recover it, but on the following conditions. 1. You promise under oath of secrecy to be faithful and never make to nobody the least revelation concerning the secret I am entrusting you. 2. You have to come to Spain to take my daughter and a respectable lady who ought to be accompanying her to your country, where my daughter will give you a topographical plan of the spot where the money is hid, and all the necessary instructions that you may discover it without any difficulties. And 3. For the moment you must supply the means and pay expenses that may cost the travel of my daughter and the lady companion, as I cannot do so in my present situation. If you accept to lend me your aid, let me know so by return of post, but as I cannot receive your letters directly, because I am too watched, you must have the goodness to answer me at the address of a friend of mine who I fully trust, and who will carry me your letters as soon as their arrival, with all the care that the case require. I beg you pardon me if I cannot write English well. I hope to be understood and be soon honoured with your answer. I have the honour to be, sir, your truly. Caesar de Cordoba. So, that's the Spanish prisoner scam, which was then updated in the 1980s to be the Nigerian print scam. Same basic story of hidden riches that can be shared, but instead of targeting rich people, it simply targets everyone. 
Now, in his book Fifty Scams and Hoaxes, author Martin Fone describes a version of the Spanish prisoner scam that became popularly used in revolutionary Paris. In France, in the late 18th century, a scammer named Eugène François Vicoque specialised in using prison guards to send letters to carefully chosen very wealthy people. The letters claimed he and his master were intending to escape the revolutionary France and had a casket containing 1,600 francs in gold and diamonds. They had been attacked en route and ditched the casket, but now they were safe and had sent a servant to collect the casket, but he had ended up in jail. The letter then makes an offer to the recipient. If you could send the money to have the servant released, then the fortune can be shared with you. Exactly like a modern 419 scam, but using letters rather than the internet. The Eugene told the letters it's quite long and convoluted to add authenticity and is cleverly designed to lure the unsuspecting victim into believing the fortune exists. This could con honest people into helping with the money release for the servant, but it also conned dishonest people who wanted to then bribe the servant into working for them to retrieve the fortune. Rudolph stated that 20% of the letters he sent out ended up with money in his pocket, so he became a wealthy man before retiring from the scam game. Now that's a big difference with today, where modern-day scammers need to send out millions of such messages to make any money from their fraudulent schemes. Scams have probably been around as long as human beings. But that's how we think the advance fee scam began. Thank you, Graham. It seems that these scams have been around a very long time. The psychology of scammers. Now, let's have a look at this psychology. Why do people commit these scams and why are people still caught out by them? There are scammers that operate a number of different scams, but many seem to find one that works for them and then stick to it. The Nigerian 419 scammers are an example of sticking to the same game plan. They tempt people with a very large sum of money, usually in the millions, and tell a highly improbable story of why the money is available. With such wealth as the enticement, this overcomes some people's disbelief, and they pay the advance fee, which might be called a processing fee, or release fee, or police charge, or whatever. The scammer gets the advance fee, and of course the large sum of money does not exist. Now most people know of these scams, so why do the scammers stick to it instead of changing? Well, many seem to enjoy the challenge. They do stick with what they know, why change your plan when you can make the current one work, and there are always more new people to be scammed. Are the scammers motivated just by money? No, interestingly. Many do chase the money, but for a lot of others, it's about the game. Winning, showing superiority over the victims who fall for the scams, the badge of honour of taking money from people and giving nothing in return. For some, it's just excitement, getting away with illegal activities and not getting caught. For some, it's all they know what to do. Now, many scam messages are childishly inept. Poor grammar, spelling mistakes, odd use of words, poor layout and so on. But for some, this is genuine mistakes, e.g. a poor translation from another language. But quite often, it is deliberate. The scammers often do not want to catch people who will realise it's a scam. They want the most believing and easily conned, hence the mistakes, to put off anyone who stops to think about the likelihood of the story being true. In this case, implausibility is the scammer's friend. Now, if you ever try to talk a scammer out of their criminal behaviour, you won't succeed and you won't be able to shame them out of it. Scammers do make a clear decision to con people out of money, and that's what they stick with. Why do people fall victim to these scams? Is it that they are greedy or stupid or gullible or even all three? No, not really. That's not the answer. There are many reasons. The man unemployed and desperate to keep his home and look after his family takes a chance on an opportunity to make a lot of money. The grandmother who wants to create a surprise for her grandchildren and just needs some extra cash. The woman nearing retirement who needs a nest egg to keep her going. 
But it is true that the basis of the advance fee scam is offering something for nothing. Perhaps I just have to pay $200 release fee and then I get half a million dollars in return. You can see how attractive that offer might be to many people. Fortunately, most people do recognise these messages as simply scams and just delete them. But sadly, enough people do reply and start paying up so the scammers keep sending their messages and honest law-abiding people get caught out and can lose quite a lot of money as well as hope. Once scammed, a person's name is added to the suckers list and circulated or sold to other scammers. Not good. Now we've talked a lot about these advance fee scams, but the last one is just amazingly dumb. Suzanne will tell you all about it. Hello, my name is Suzanne, and I'm going to tell you about possibly the dumbest ever advance fee scam. Unless you know one that's even more ludicrous. This is the Nigerian astronaut 419 scam. Now you might think it looked like it was created to win a bet for having the dumbest, most unbelievable scam of all time. Or maybe it was set up to catch only the most gullible people on the planet. Whatever the truth, here it is. Enjoy the stupidity of such a story. Title, Nigerian astronaut wants to come home. I am Dr. Bakare Tundi, the cousin of Nigerian astronaut Air Force Major Abachi Tundi. He was the first African in space who made a secret flight to the Sayut Space 6 space station in 1979. He was also on the later Soviet rocket to Sayut 8 in 1989. He was stranded there in 1990 when the Soviet Union was dissolved. Soviet crew members returned to Earth, but his place was taken by cargo and he's ever been waiting to come home. In the years he's been on the space station, he has accumulated pay to almost $15 million. This is held at Lagos National Trust and Savings Bank in Trust. If we can access his money, we can place a down payment with the Russian Space Embassy for Yasayu's flight to return him home. This will cost $3 million. And to access this trust, we need your help. My colleagues and I are willing to transfer the total money to your account as we civil servants are prohibited from opening foreign currency accounts. Needless to say, we will reimburse you for your help and we are willing to offer you 20% of the total sum. Kindly expedite action as we are behind schedule to enable us to include down payment in this financial quarter. Isn't it crazy? The story of an astronaut stuck for a decade in an age-old space station. It's just fantastic. It's priceless, really, if it wasn't so fantastical. And it's completely secret. The world doesn't know. How did this happen? As there has been no flights to that space station, what did he eat? You can't exactly grow your own food in space, and he can't even do what Matt Damon did in the film The Martian to keep him going. I suppose maybe he would have had the best views in the world. A lot of peace and quiet, so that's a plus. Really, a story so dumb that not even a very small child should believe it. Did anyone believe it and give their bank account details to these scammers? No one knows, except for the scammers, and certainly Abashi Tundi does know. So that completes our look at the advance fee scam, also known as the 419 scam. We have looked at the illegal treasure scam, the basis of all 419 scams, the kind helper scam story, an offering of help to get your money back.
the Christian donation scam, wrapping up Christianity in the scam. Variations on the 419 theme, lots of variations. The United Nations police scam, why not include the United Nations? How these scams began, including an example story from the Times newspaper of more than 100 years ago. The psychology of scammers and why we can all be scammed. And finally, that outrageous scam story about an astronaut. Thank you for listening today. You can contact me at Brookings Radio Station. The email address is studio at brookinsradio.co.uk. If you need further information, you can contact me on the internet, Fightback Online, or via the Fightback Ninja blog. Stay safe and take care.